Welcome to the Amazing Clocks Podcast on the Black Love Podcast Network. My name is Anthony Clark. And I'm Melanie Clark. And we are the, the Amazing, Amazing Clarks. Clarks. We're both award-winning certified life and love coaches and husband and wife duo that have been coaching together as a team for 22 years and that have been passionately in love for 30. They call us the Amazing Clarks because we empower people to live amazing lives. And you are joining us here for our Love Revolution, where we discuss ideas and concepts that help us love ourselves and one another more, because we need more love in the universe. That's right. No matter what level you're on, when it comes to life and love, we are here to get you higher. So today we have another amazing episode. We're going to talk about the five love languages. Yes. The five languages of love. Yes. So. (laughs) I guess you could say it both ways. Yeah, you could say it either way, I guess. Yeah, it's the five love languages. Yeah, and actually over the next few episodes, we're going to be covering each one individually. Yeah, we're going to break it down. Right, but today we're just going to cover the overall basic idea of what is it, how does it work for you, and how you can make it work for your relationship. But before we jump into it, it's time for catching up with the clocks. Yes. So babe, how you been? It's a new year, new beginning, anything new and exciting that's been going on in your life? Yes, we're back. That's what's yes, new and exciting. We are back. Oh, so nice to have the holidays behind us. So my week has been really focused on supporting my family, my Fresno family, my adult children. We had a a loss in our family, so I have been given the honor of writing the eulogy for my brother-in-law. He actually asked me to do it before he passed. So I've just been focused on that, how to really give full expression to the life that he lived. And I feel really honored because he's been my brother-in-law for almost 50 years. Mm-hmm. He's been my brother-in-law since I was like seven years old. So I've been focused on that. And I'm sad, but I'm also relieved that he's no longer in pain and suffering. And so just supporting the people that I love and really letting spirit flow through me and say the right words to really put a clear understanding of the life that he lived and how much love and support he gave to all of us. Such a great foundation. So that's what I've been focused on. Good job. You're really good at that. Aw, thanks. Yeah, you're really good at that. I'm going through it too with you, but I'm not as good as it, I realize, as nearly as good as you are. What do you mean? With the whole conversation about people passing and this and that, it's it's not an easy one for me to have. Even though I accept it Mm -hmm. and I'm very at peace with it, I'm not very comfortable. It doesn't come easily to me to console people. Mm -hmm. I I connect, I, I have the emotions and empathy, but the words, I just have a hard time, you know, so I just... Try to show up really? and just be like I'm here. Yeah, I did not know this about yeah. you. I didn't know you felt that way. Yeah. Do definitely. you do you feel awkward or do you feel uncomfortable? Do you not want to make them cry or like what happens? There? You know, I have very different <laughs> views on mm-hmm. transitioning, mm-hmm. and I don't want to offend people mm. with my perspective. Yeah. Oh, I don't care. Because, I'm gonna say what I'm gonna right, say. Right. <laughs> because me, I just fl- I just flow with it. I don't want to be like. Yeah. I look at it as a, it's a very beautiful thing. Yes. And. It's a part of life. It's what we came here to do. Yeah. That was part of the agreement. So I don't look at it with the sadness that most people do. Yeah. I miss the people. Me too. But the actual transitioning, it's like, oh. They're going back home. They're going back home. Celebrate you. Yay. Life but, celebration. And when people are mourning, it's not like, you're like yeah, this is great. They're going back. You know? Yeah. So it's like, okay. 
it's de- to around it. Yeah, it's definitely a delicate balance. What's kind of what I've been going through is, you know, writing this eulogy is my brother-in-law was not religious at all. Right. And we're more of a spiritual family, but mm-hmm. people expect a religious ceremony and we're not doing that. It's going to be very spiritual and so very much so a life celebration. So delivering that message is a balancing act. So when I say I don't care, what I mean is I can't filter my expression through other people's need for religion. You know what I mean? Like we have a perspective on life and death and that's what's going to be shared at this ceremony. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited to do it. I'm honestly honored that he he wanted me to do it for him. And he specifically said he wanted you to do it. Yeah. And I thought that was beautiful. I'm grateful that I'm able to do it. I'm blessed. I I celebrate him. Vivo Garcia. Yeah. We love you. Going to miss you, brother. And I know you're in a better place, and I'm glad you're not suffering anymore. You are the legend. The legend. The legend. And, and uh, stubborn. Yes. That's crazy how he, <laughs> they were, he was at the hospice, and uh-huh. and they called and said he passed. Then five <laughs> minutes later, he called back and said, he's back again. <laughs> <laughs> he's a tough guy, so, for yeah, sure. He's a tough guy. He's like, I'm not done. So I'm get, not done. He's like, get the hell out of here, death. I'm well, not I'm, ready for you. I'm glad he came back for those few minutes, because I got to say I love you one more time yeah. and hear him say he loves me one more time. He so said, I'm psych. grateful. He said, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but All his right. spirit is free, and I'm grateful. Mm-hmm. So what about you, honey? Like, What else is going on with you this week? I survived my first tornado. Yes, you did. Morning. We both did. Yeah. <laughs> that was new for us. Yeah, We've never experienced that. Yeah. Yesterday, there was a tornado warning here, mm-hmm. and everybody's phones blew up, and they were like, basically, the tornado warning said, run for cover, everybody's going to die. <laughs> um, you got five minutes. <laughs> Go in <laughs> your basement. Your <laughs> it was like, I was like, we, we don't have a basement. We don't have a bunker. <laughs> we don't have a basement, so guess what? I guess we're going to die. <laughs> no. But we didn't. We no. made it. We survived. Yeah. And so that was interesting. Yes. Now, we covered a lot. That was a big opening, but let's jump to the main topic now. Let's do it. The five love languages, the five languages of love. Yes. You know, I really love the five languages of love because I think it sometimes we just need reference of how we can love each other and have a common ground. And I think utilizing the five languages of love help people understand that there's different ways to express love. And these are five of them. So the five languages of love are words of affirmation, physical touch, quality time, acts of service, and gifts. And, you know, the book, The Five Languages of Love, is really about everyone tends to give their own love language. So sometimes when you're giving your love language, you're not necessarily giving your partner their love language. And you can think like, I'm loving you, I'm showing you that I love you, and your partner doesn't feel it, or mm-hmm. they're not receiving it, or they expect something different from you, and you won't know what that is. So I think couples utilizing the five languages of love is really helpful because you could say, this is what makes me feel loved. Right. This is what I need from you to feel loved. Right. And even though everybody has five languages of love, mm-hmm. everybody, for the most part, has one that's the most important, the yeah. most dominant. I, w- I would say two, yeah, I, two that are really the most dominant. I could agree with that. Yeah. But I actually think everybody is a combination of all of them, because I know I'm a combination of all of them. It's just some of them are more in sync with because of my programming. Yes. What would you say are your main two love languages? Top love language would be acts of services and physical touch yes uh-huh. but i realize that the ones like with gifts mm-hmm. and words of affirmation yeah 
I actually have some resistance there. And I realize that it's due to some childhood programming. Oh, get into it. Let's let's talk and about so that. And my, so my goal, I realized when I was thinking about this subject, because mm-hmm. I'm always analyzing myself and trying to self-awareness. Yeah. yeah. And I realized why aren't those my love languages? Why do I kind of poo-poo those and Ooh. move away from them? Right. And I realized that there was some pain underneath them. So, for example, gifts. I grew up loving gifts, giving gifts, receiving gifts. Mm-hmm. But because of my childhood, a lot there was a lot of disappointments because I didn't get gifts, the whole Capricorn birthday thing. Yeah. That it hurt so much that I just got to the point where it was like, you know what? If I'm expecting this, I'm right. going to be disappointed because mm-hmm. I don't get it. So let me just kill that part of me. Right. And not care. I don't want gifts. I don't need it. No, I don't care. So mm-hmm. I made it not important. Right. That was just to protect myself from pain. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. So I don't expect gifts from people. I don't ask gifts from people. And when they give them to me, I t- try to downplay it. Right. And so I, I realize it's because of that. So it's some work that I need to do in that area. Makes sense. So why do you think that acts of service is your love language? I think acts of service is my love language is because I kind of shut myself down and created like a fortress. Okay. And wouldn't let anybody in. I was very picky growing up about who I let into my world because I was trying to avoid that pain. Yeah. Hurt and disrespect. Right. So I made a kind of a, a rule that... I'm going to see how loyal people are by how they show up for me with acts of services. Mm-hmm. If I love you, I will do anything for you. Yeah, there it is. And if you love me, you'll do that back. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do that, then you can't come into my world. Yeah. Because I feel like you don't love me. Yeah. And it's not mutual. And and how's that worked for you? It actually served me really well <laughs> yeah. in a lot of ways. It really has. Yeah. I love the who I am. I love who I've become. I love the things I've accomplished. Right. And I definitely think that not letting everybody in my world, everybody around me into my life, I'm very picky mm-hmm. about my friends. I'm very picky about the circles. I have a bar that people have to meet mm-hmm. in order to come into my world. So it's been great. But I'm at the point now where I feel like I'm open to expanding that. That's interesting. The reason I asked you is like, how's that working out for you? Is because acts of service is not my love language. Mm -hmm. And if that's the bar that you use to feel loved, then I'm sure there were times in our marriage, in our relationship that you kind of felt like I wasn't loving you the way that you want to be loving because that's not always on my radar. I'm not Mm -hmm. always like, oh, I need to do stuff for him. I mean, you know, I'm a participating partner, so I do things, but it's not my first thought of like, oh, let me do this for Anthony. My main love language is words of affirmation, which is Mm -hmm. not yours. Mm -hmm. So I tend to tell you a lot. I tend to verbally express my Mm -hmm. feelings for you, my love for you. So did you feel affected by the fact that I don't always do acts of service? I'm getting better. I'm aware of it. You know what? Before we had the conversation about the love languages, Mm -hmm. yeah, um, I was hurt. I was hurt a lot. Oh, and oh it, it, my heart. It, it, I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> just keeping it real. It's, true. Hey. it's okay. Yeah. And because I would do stuff for you, mm-hmm. acts of service, and then you wouldn't do them back for me. Yeah. Then the story in my head was, oh my God, she didn't do it for me. So she doesn't love me like I love her. Wait, yeah. let me do it again. Wait, she still didn't do it. Mm-hmm. She doesn't do it because she doesn't love me. Yeah. Now, you know, now I'm butthurt. Yeah. I'm all my emotions. <laughs> yes. And so then we kind of, I kind of pulled back from you mm-hmm. energetically, emotionally. Yeah. 
I and, noticed. And then once we had the conversation about what's your love language, and it was right. like, okay, oh, that's just not her love language. Yeah. I was giving her mine, expecting that that was going to be hers, and she's supposed to give it back, but right. it doesn't work like that. And nope. like you said, the one... When you have your love language, a tendency is to give your partner that. Yes. Think, well, they should be happy with this because this is mine. Yeah. But everybody's different. And so once we had that conversation, it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. She's not doing it intentionally. She's not just doesn't care about me. It doesn't mean she's not cherishing me. (laughs) Right. It's just that that's not her go-to. Yeah, exactly. And so now when you do it, it's like it doesn't bother me anymore. And you do a lot of things for me. Yeah. And you always do an act of service. Maybe not at the level I'm doing it, but you do it, so... Well, once we had the discussion, I made myself consciously aware of it. And sometimes I'll notice, I'll be like, you aren't, he is doing so much for you. You need to do more for him. It's not just about telling him. So I consciously have to make myself do it. It's not my go-to. Right. So why do you think words of affirmation are yours? You know, I was thinking about this and I, and I want to kind of go deeper on this because, you know, I think this is very interesting. I think words of affirmation are my main love language because I didn't get a lot of positive words of affirmation growing up. I got a Mm -hmm. lot of negative. You're not, you're not doing Mm -hmm. it right. You're, you know, I was in trouble a lot. You're, I mean, I remember being told that I was weak and I was a Mm crybaby and, you know, I was too sensitive and, you know, all these kinds of things, which made me feel not good enough. Right. Right. So it made me really want to get that verbal feedback that I'm good, Mm -hmm. that I'm doing it right. Right. So I'm extremely sensitive to negative feedback. I've worked on it. I've had to get a way thicker skin than I used to. But I think words of affirmation are really the tool that I use to assess myself Mm -hmm. because I started out letting other people tell me who I am. So I tend to give verbal feedback to people because I feel like it's so important. I wished I would have had more of it growing up. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And I definitely noticed that with you. When you get words of affirmation, you just light up. <laughs> I can see you're in a child <laughs> and it's very adorable. Yes. And so I've learned to give you that more because I realize with you that you have to make it a point to express it and not just think it. Yeah. Express it more as much as I can. And which is, I love doing, it's very easy for yeah. me to do because I mean it, it's very sincere. Little things I tell you, I love you, you're great, you're brilliant, you're beautiful. Even like today before the podcast, you got dressed up and it was like, oh, look at you, like, <laughs> I see you, you look good. Yes. And so I, I love to to see you smile and feel good like that. So And you deserve it. I, I love that. And just having this discussion for us in our marriage, I know that it helped us to get closer because it cleared up that idea. Like you were mm-hmm. saying, like you felt hurt by me because I was not mirroring back to you the type of love that you're giving me. And by the same token, especially early on in our relationship, mm-hmm. you are a, so much more talkative and expressive when it comes to love and connection than you were in the beginning. And so you didn't say, I love you a lot. You didn't mm-hmm. give me that feedback. And after we had that discussion, you do give me way more words of affirmation. And I think this series that we're going to do on the five languages of love, we're hoping that it's going to help all of you to be able to communicate to your partner and to understand yourself better so that you can use this as a tool to get more love from one another and be Mm -hmm. able to tell people how you want to be loved. You know, I see a lot of stuff out in the world today talking about like boundaries and checking people and not letting people mistreat you. But conversely, we also have to communicate to people what we need to feel loved, seen, heard, 
it is not natural for people just to understand what we need because we all filter how we interact with each other through ourselves, what we want and need. And I think five languages of love are a real example of that. So as we go through these series and we break it down, we're hoping that you all can communicate to your partners better what right. you need. And you know, not only did we learn that that worked in our relationship, but it works in all relationships, mm-hmm. even with our kids, understanding their language, yeah, yeah. their love languages, yep. and them understanding ours. Yep. And so it works across the board in every type of relationship. I've done team meetings for businesses using the five languages of love for employees. Like, how do your employees feel appreciated? How do your employees feel loved by you? We spend eight hours a day with the people that we work with. And if we understand what they need to feel loved and seen and heard, we can all do better. So I really love the five languages of love. I'm excited to get into it in more detail. So keep tuning in, you guys. We got some good stuff stuff coming for you so i got bad news for those of you who's your if your love language (laughs) is quality time what's that the quality time is over Uh. it's the end of the show (laughs) end of the podcast sorry people but it was great quality time hanging out with you guys yes thank you for your love and support and keep following us and listening to the next episodes that are coming out like you said we're going to cover all of this in more detail yes if you guys have not got a copy of our book yet make sure you get a copy of crack the code Secrets to Achieving Your Happily Ever After, available on Amazon.com. If you guys are interested in coaching with us, you can coach by phone or by Zoom. Make sure you go to the amazingclocks.com and you can register and sign up there. And if you're interested in becoming a life coach, check out our Law of Attraction Life Coach Academy, where we train and certify you to become a life coach. And if you want to get some complimentary coaching with us, go to the show notes of our podcast and you can sign up there. We would love to help you on the show, answer any questions that you have. And we love and appreciate you all. That's right. So there you go, people. We gave it to you. Now what you're going to do with it? See you next time. See you next time.